Hello and welcome back to the podcast to fall asleep to. I'm your host, Jimmy Joe. I will talk for 20-ish minutes probably about things that are both unimportant and uninteresting until you can take that train to sleepy town, hopefully. And if you don't, that's okay. If you get to the end of this and you're still awake, just put on another episode or put on this one again or don't. Do whatever you want. You'll be fine. You'll fall asleep. This is actually take two for me trying to record this episode. During take one, my refrigerator turned on. It was coming in the microphone pretty loud. And then, uh... So in the, uh... And I almost said the last episode. In the first take of my attempt to record this episode, I was talking about a vacation that I recently took. It was very nice. It was with my girlfriend, and we met up with some of her friends um, whom I had never met before, and they were all very lovely people. So it was it was a great, great trip. We went to um, many places, uh... I guess the first one of note is we went to Zion National Park, which is beautiful. Highly recommend it. It's in uh, Utah, southern Utah, southwestern Utah. It's um, near uh, St. George, Utah. I had actually actually been, when I was a kid, um, when I was very young, with, with my family to Zion. Actually, I think... When I was very young, I went on a family vacation to all of the places that I went to on this recent vacation. Um, That's how good they are. I wanted to go back to all of them, uh, all the different places. So Zion was the first one we went to, um, and we we hiked the Narrows. We were going to do what they had done last year. They went on this same trip, and they hiked Angel's Landing. So that's why we didn't do that this year. We did the Narrows instead which was very fun, very beautiful. If you're unfamiliar with the Narrows, it's a, uh, a river that goes in this sort of canyon. Um, you, you hike in the river. We did the, the bottom-up hike. So we started at the bottom of the, of the I, I would say the trail, but it's, it's a river. It's not really a trail. Uh, and you hike, and the water level ranges from just a few inches to... It was never. I'm. I'm a pretty tall fella. I'm about six three, and it never really got above my waist. Um, for how far we went up, if we had gone up further, uh, there were people coming down who said the water got chest deep at some points, and it might get deeper. I'm not sure, but um, when we did it, for the part of it that we did, uh, it didn't get that deep. We went to. Um, so we started from the bottom, and then we went up. And when we reached Orderville Canyon, we went up there for, a way, I'm not sure how far, maybe a half mile, um, which was really cool. It was, that water was pretty shallow the whole time. It was very narrow. Then I described the thing. The river that you're going through is bordered on either side by a, a rock wall, like a cliff face. It's very beautiful. Um, and so... Uh, 
Yeah, so we hiked up the river and then we went to, uh, yeah, there's a, it's joined at one point by Orderville Canyon. And so we went up that, which was really nice. Um, it's a little bit easier. It's not a difficult hike, but you are walking for where we started from the bottom. You're walking against the flow of the water, which, you know, obviously takes a little bit more energy, a little bit more effort. Um, and then also the water was not clear. Uh, it was, you couldn't really see through it. Um, and so it was, uh, it was a bit difficult because there are lots of rocks, you know, round river rocks, little ankle rollers. So you have to be careful when you're walking for that reason. Anyway, yeah, so you have to really use uh, use caution when you're hiking up. We had actually rented some gear from a company outside of Zion. We rented uh, waterproof shoes and neoprene socks, which keep your feet insulated when you're walking through the water. And then dry pants that actually, if you use them correctly and don't have any serious falls or anything, will just keep your legs uh, fully dry, which is nice. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then also walking sticks. You want to, you want to stick about as high as your shoulder to help you while you're doing that. It really comes in pretty useful. Uh, but yeah, so you use that when you're hiking it. But when we got to Orderville, we didn't, it was just shallower and calmer and, uh, it wasn't as necessary for all of those for the, for the stick. And I mean, it wasn't as strenuous walking against the current. Um, but it was very beautiful. It was very nice. Uh, after Orderville, we went up about a half mile. We came back um, and continued up the Narrows through an area they call Wall Street, which is, I believe, the narrowest part of the Narrows. Um, and that was really cool. And so we went through that until until it started. The canyon started sort of widening out again which is we went for a ways and we had been told by the the people who had come from that way that it was shortly after that that the water started getting quite deep about chest deep and you know we weren't we weren't interested in going through that so and the sun was coming down so we just sort of headed back there's different ways to do the hikes uh the hike um that take a lot longer there's a way i believe to start from the top i think you have to get like a permit or something but uh we didn't do that um, just cause we weren't going to, but also, uh, we went in, it was end of October and, uh, there wasn't, there weren't really enough hours of daylight to be able to do that in one day. We would have had to have camped somewhere and that, that wasn't the kind of trip we were trying to do. So, uh, but it was a very beautiful hike. I highly recommend it to anyone, um, who can, who can do that. Support our national parks system and that wasn't the only national park we went to either we also went to uh bryce canyon national park which was very beautiful i remember going there as a kid and really enjoying it and i enjoyed it just as much this time as i did uh when i was younger um yeah there were some uh like crows at Bryce Canyon, they were very unafraid of people. And uh, some of the people I was with uh, were getting very, very close to it. 
to the point that I was getting nervous at how close they were getting to these birds, but the birds didn't seem to mind. So they got some great pictures of birds. Uh, yeah, it was, it was super cool. Yeah, we were staying in the, uh, the town of Hurricane, Utah. I don't believe has ever been affected by any hurricanes since it since it was founded. I I'm not, I don't actually know this. Uh, I haven't looked up this information, but considering it's in the state of Utah, I doubt that any hurricane would ever be able to make landfall that far inland. I don't know if it could how it would be considered a hurricane at that point, even if it did. I don't know how far from any coast uh, Hurricane Utah is, but I imagine it's quite far. Have to cross multiple states to get from there to any ocean, so. Yep. That was very nice. Uh, that was very nice spending that time in Utah with some very nice company. And then after we went to the Grand Canyon... Uh, this this was just my girlfriend and I who went. Um, the rest of our friends had they had left after Utah. My girlfriend and I had a couple extra days, so we went to the Grand Canyon, which was beautiful. Uh, hadn't been since I was a kid. Actually, the first time I went when I was a kid, um, it was uh, there was a, a storm, and so the canyon was full of clouds and fog. And so you couldn't really see anything. You just saw saw where the ground in front of you stopped. It sort of dropped down, and that was the canyon, but you couldn't see it because you just saw clouds. You were sort of above the clouds. Uh, I guess it's considered fog at that point. I don't know. But you just saw that, and then it would go across the whole canyon, and you could sort of make out maybe there's some land on the other side, but it was sort of too foggy to tell. Um, which is actually, in its, in its own way, a kind of beautiful way to see the Grand Canyon, but it's not really the way that I think most people intend to see the Grand Canyon. But we did go back eventually, and I saw it um, on a clear day. When we were there, uh, they were actually doing a controlled burn. I'm not sure what they were burning, but they were doing a controlled burn uh, a little outside the canyon. And... Um, I think it was that was probably the biggest factor in uh, the haziness. It was quite hazy when we were there. You could see a lot, and it was beautiful, but the canyon where we were on the north rim was very full of smoke. Um, but it was nice, and we camped there uh, for the night, and then someone's car alarm is going off outside of my house, and I don't know if it's getting picked up in this or not. I hope not. I can hear it, but is the microphone picking it up? <laughs> Who knows? I don't. Where was I? Grand Canyon. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so we camped there in the North Rim. It was, uh, I think, like the last day that you could do that before um, before they closed that campground for the winter. I think after they close it, you can only be in there if you backpack in, which uh, for which you need a permit. Um, 
but you can't just drive in and car camp like you can during the during the summer months. Uh, but that was very beautiful. It was very cold, but it was very beautiful. And then we uh, from there we went to Valley of Fire, which was amazing. And I uh, pretty sure I went there when I was a kid with my family. Um, a lot of it looked familiar. And it was it was really astounding. I forgot. Um, I just sort of forgot that was a place until we were looking at places we could go on our way back from Utah to Los Angeles. And uh, that was one of the places um, that came up. And boy, that was beautiful. And now that's a that's a state park. That is a state park for the great state of Nevada. That is not a national park. Um, support your state park system as well as the national park system uh, if you're in America. Actually, anywhere you are. If you, I don't care where you live. If you are in a place that has a state park system or a national park system, support it. Um, but yeah, Zion and Bryce and the Grand Canyon, uh, those are national parks. Valley of Fire is a state park uh, a little bit east of Las Vegas, maybe like an hour. Um, depending on where in Vegas you're going from. It's uh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. They were shooting something out there, like a commercial or something it looked like. There was a car with a rig on it following or leading another car, shooting something. They were closing off the road for, you know, five minutes at a time so they could get their takes. It was, we were in the after, there in the afternoon. The sun was going down. It was really, really beautiful. So yeah, that was really nice. Um, and then, uh, let's see, after, well, after we went to Las Vegas, um, stayed, uh, stayed the night with my cousin. He was, him and his family were generous enough to let us crash there for the night. Uh, it was really nice seeing them. And then, uh, we, the next day we went to, uh, Red Rock, no, that's not a state park, but it's not, I don't believe it's a national park. I think, I think they call it a national conservation area. I'm not sure. I'm actually going to look this up while I'm doing this. Oh yeah, that was right. Okay, cool. Red Rock Canyon National Conservation Area, which is beautiful. Very beautiful. Support your national conservation areas. Um, yeah, so uh, we did that, and then um, we came back to L.A. And, yeah, it was real cool. It was a cool trip. So I don't remember exactly the routes we took this whole time, but I'm going to look up what roads uh, one can take to go to the places we went and um, and just go from there. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read those driving instructions to you right now. So, if you if you're not if you haven't been bored yet. I think now is your time to get bored. Hashtag get bored. Uh, 
And I definitely don't remember where we stopped for gas and stuff, so... So I'm going to start. We we left in the morning from Highland Park, so I'm just going to... Our first stop was... Um, Uh, McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas because we were picking up one of our friends. Three of our friends had arrived the day before and they were in Hurricane Utah already and we drove from L.A. and picked up one of our friends at McCarran Airport. And then we actually went and got lunch in Las Vegas and then went and met them in Hurricane. But so we went from Highland Park so I'm just going to read these directions um, from Highland Park to McCarran International Airport. So first, uh, head northeast on Mount Angeles Drive toward York Boulevard for 150 feet. And then you turn right onto York Boulevard for 200 feet. You don't turn right for 200 feet. You turn right and then you travel 200 feet. You take a left onto North Figueroa Street. You continue on Fig for 1.9 miles. And then you turn right onto the California 134 East Ramp. And you're on that ramp for 0.3 miles. Uh, at which point you will merge onto the California State Route 134 East. And this is the first real long bit of this travel because you'll, you're going to continue on this for 40 miles, which is, you know, quite a long ways. Uh, and after 40, 40 miles on the 134 East, you take exit 64A, A as in Apple, toward Barstow. And uh, you're on that exit for 0.1 miles. And then you keep left at the fork. Uh, and you, you follow the signs for in, uh, Interstate 15 North toward Barstow. You're going to stay on 15 North for 67 miles. And then there's another fork and you keep left to stay still on the 15 North for another 96 miles. So we were we were on for 67 already and now we're staying on for another 96 so uh how how long is that that we've been on this so that's 163 miles we've been on interstate 15 northbound um so it's quite a long ways and after that 96 miles for that second part of that after that fork uh you keep left again to stay on to on the interstate 15 North, I-15 North, um, for 49 miles. And at this point, you will be entering the great state of Nevada. Uh, so let's see. So what were we, we were, so before we were at uh, 163 so plus 49 to that uh, math. It's, uh, let's see, 200. Uh, 
212, I think. Did I do that right? Probably. I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, that's a long... You've been on the I-15 North for ooh, a real long time at this point. So, yeah, so you do that. You just keep doing that. Oh, just bumped my pop filter. Okay. Uh, so after all this time, you're going to... All these miles. You're in this great state of Nevada now. You use the right two lanes to take exit 33 for Nevada 160 Blue Diamond Road toward Interstate 215 East, County Road 215, Clark County 215 West. Wow, what a mouthful. So you're on this exit for 0.3 miles. I'm going to read it again. Uh... Nevada 160, Blue Diamond Road, toward Interstate 215 East, County Road 215, Clark County 215 West. So, again, wow. Uh, And then you're going to keep left to follow the signs for the the Interstate 215. Interstate 215. And you're going to be doing that for a mile. And then you use the right lane to follow the signs for Clark County 215 West, Interstate 215 East, Airport, Henderson. Um, These signs are really, I feel, I mean, they're really thorough about what they're directing you to. Uh, That's for 0.3 miles. And then you keep right at the fork, follow signs for Interstate 215 East for 0.1 mile. And then, geez, there's still a lot of fucking directions left on this. Um, Then you keep left to follow signs for Interstate 215 East, McCarran Airport, Henderson. And that's for 1.2 miles. Then you use the right two lanes to take exit 10 towards Sunset Road, McCarran Airport, for 0.7 miles. Then you continue onto the McCarran Airport connector for 1.3 miles. And then you use the left lane to take the all terminals exit toward parking. And you, we've been going for miles here. We've been going for hundreds of miles, but you're only going to do this for 500 feet. So not, not all that long relative to everything else we've been doing. Uh, and then you're going to use the left lane to keep left at the fork and continue toward Terminal 1 arrivals. I don't remember where we picked our friend up from, but I just put in Terminal 1 when I started looking up these directions. Uh, so you're going to do that for 0.5 miles, so half a mile. And then you keep left at the fork to continue toward Terminal 1 arrivals. So you're doing the same shit you just did, and you're doing it for 0.3 miles. And then you, so it was left, left, left. The last three things we did were left. But now you keep right to stay on Terminal 1 arrivals for 400 feet. And then at that point, you're going to be there. So it's really, I mean, quite a, quite a trip. Um, And that's going to be all I'm going to do tonight. Uh. 
I hope you've fallen asleep by now. If you haven't, um, go ahead and start the episode over or listen to another one or, you know, do whatever you need to get to sleep. But uh, sometimes I'll, if I'm really having trouble sleeping in my bed, sometimes I'll just move to a different location in in my house and move to the living room or something. Um, And, you know, if I have to get up in the morning, I'll make sure to bring my alarm clock with me or whatever. But, uh, you know, if I'm really having trouble, sometimes a change of location can help. Um, but you know, that's just me. You'll, you'll find your own way and you will, you will find your own way. I'm sure, I'm sure of it. So anyway, uh, sweet dreams. Good night.